Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Domingo Herman just threw the 24th perfect game in baseball history. Let's break it down on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5 on Thursday, June 29th. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by Chris the Welch. Let's talk about Domingo Herman, who again threw a perfect game, 27 up, 27 down, 9 strikeouts, 17 swinging strikes on 99 pitches. This is coming off two starts where he allowed 15 earned runs total. Welsh, your thoughts on Domingo Herman from a fantasy perspective? Very impressive. He uh, used that curveball even more than he normally does. That curveball is a 40% usage in this game. He just laid into it because it was so effective. Hit a 38% swinging strike rate, 41% CSW, 52% usage, and it worked great on horrible contact with the A's. Sell, sell, sell. I'm putting the shirt in here. The A's averaged 84 and 86 mile per hour against his fastball and his curveball. It was weak contact across the board. No diminishing Domingo Herman's incredible, incredible outing. But at the end of the day, this is a guy that has a five ERA. Expected stats tell the similar story. There's a good strikeout upside. What's the fantasy application? Be happy that you started him. Tell all your friends. I had him in my lineup. I had a perfect game. And then... Sell him. Sell the perfect game if you can. Doesn't mean he won't be great. Like I said, there's strikeout potential in there. Maybe this is start uh, start of a good run. I'm not the biggest buyer. I will just focus on the awesome celebration. Hopefully he was in the lineups. And anybody that's sending trade offers my way, I'll just remind them, hey, how would you feel about having a perfect game pitcher on your roster? I'll become a big old salesman. What would you think there, fellow? What can I get from you? It's so tough, too, because... Talking about something that, again, this is history in baseball, but in terms of application for fantasy, it's we're still talking about a pitcher who has an ERA in the mid-fours. I will point out, I feel like maybe I was a little too harsh on him in our, on our full-length podcast. In the first 12 starts this season, Domingo Herman did have a 349 ERA and a .99 whip, so maybe he goes on another run for the rest of the year or the second half where he does have fantasy viability, but... The way that he's pitched recently, he's been very up and down. He's been prone to some blow-up starts, so it's kind of hard to trust a player like that. If you're just looking at next week, it looks like he's in line for two starts against the Orioles and against the Cubs. Both of those are at home. I think it's a little bit risky, but if you do want to chase that dragon and go for the two-start, uh, that is Domingo Herman for next week. Let's talk about Ellie De La Cruz. Obviously, <laughs> one of the most 
fun players, one of the most polarizing in fantasy baseball right now to talk about. You go on Twitter, you see everyone, should I sell high? Should I not sell high? It's so fun to own Ellie De La Cruz. Well, let's talk about exactly that. So far this season, he is batting 301 with an 874 OPS. He has nine steals. We know he has blazing speed. He got the crazy exit velocities, but he also does come with some warts. A 32% strikeout rate, a 63% ground ball rate. Welsh, how are you treating Ellie De La Cruz rest of season value? What would you be looking for in a trade if you were to try and move him? Yeah, and see, that's the thing. Like, I believe that it is worthwhile entertaining. And I said this very early on, how much bigger, I, and you can keep asking yourself, how much bigger hype could we get? He came up, he hit 117, Homer, we all got excited. Then things started to taper. Ah, we missed your opportunity. Then he hits for the cycle, these waves, because that's also who I think Ellie is as a fantasy player, especially in the early stages. There are waves because what are those warts? Over 30% strikeout rate, over 60% ground ball rate. He is not hitting lefties right now, hitting 170. That's a bad split. So there's these warning signs, but he's this generational, amazing talent. We also saw that from O'Neill Cruz though. It took him two to three months in his first go to become this incredible last month player. Sometimes, this is a process. So when you have that and people are overhyped and Ellie De La Cruz can bring you back a top 25 player, I think you should listen. It's fun to roster him. You want to have it. But when people are offering you Corey Seager, you get maybe one of the best pitchers in baseball and Spencer Strider, Shane McClanahan. He's sitting in a range where even us are considering, maybe I don't trade Manny Machado to do that, but people are selling out hard and I'm listening. I'm not trying to actively trade him because I do think there's some rest of season projections that are still really in his favor. 16 homers, I think in the 20 stolen bases for the rest of the year. Those are awesome stats. He easily could become a top four round fantasy player, even with some of those warts. But if someone's offering you Juan Soto, I'm listening. And that's what I think the advice really should be, is listen for the big offers on L.A. De La Cruz. But don't just trade him to trade him because some of the few advanced stats don't work in his favor. And I think you put that perfectly in perspective, Welsh. This isn't, we're not just saying, okay, you have to try and sell high, sell high now because we think, you know, he's going to implode or something like that. It's, we're already valuing him as a top 25 player rest of the season. This is a prospect that just got called up. So I think we're valuing him adequately enough and giving him enough credit. But again, if you are trying to move him, just make sure you get a fair return for Ellie De La Cruz. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. And we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.